sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. I'm Simon Rose. Now it's time for the financial outlook for personal investors. And I'm joined by Leif Callett, who's head of investment analysis at AJ Bell. We're going to look at the world of investment from a UK perspective. I think we have to talk, don't we, really about inflation. Um, I, mean, I spoke last week to your um, your colleague, Russ Mould. We'd had um, US inflation figures, and Russ was pointing out that it's not just that the headline figures are bad, but all as you went further back along the pipeline to look at input prices, raw materials, they were very much worse. So let's have a look at the UK inflation figures. I mean, were they particularly surprising? Um, I don't think they uh, were surprising. Sorry, unless really. you're a member of the MPC, in which case you just believe everything's transparent. Well, exactly, exactly. That's right. Yeah. So I think... Um, I, I don't think they were particularly surprising. I mean, we went above 4%, so CPI inflation came in at 4.2%. So, I mean, that's it's gone through a bit of a, I suppose, psychological barrier because that's twice what the um, the kind of target rate of inflation is for the Bank of England. Um, and there were some factors which we all probably know about um, already in terms of what happened, um, because these were, you know, these were numbers for October. So what happened at the petrol pumps, we had the petrol pump crisis. Um, and also the kind of the, the energy prices cranking up and the, um, the kind of uh, uh, energy cap price cranking up as well. So I don't think we were particularly surprised by the direction of it, but obviously it's kind of just a, a further strain that's being put on, on consumers at the moment. And it's, it's here to stay for, for some time. Um, and, and by that, we probably, we probably mean another year or so. Um, in in a in a kind of in probably what is the best case scenario, which is that which is being presented by the central bank. Mm. Um, so they're actually expecting inflation to peak um, next next spring, probably April, um, at around five percent, um, and then to, to to kind of drop away again. Um, but obviously, that's 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 the kind of you know that's the the kind of rosy scenario. The not so rosy scenario is that actually it persists beyond that. And um, we start getting inflation embedded in the economy and expectations of inflation. And that then becomes a vicious circle. Yeah. So I think that's probably less likely. But, you know, it's 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 on the cards and it wouldn't be entirely um, a, a total shock to find that that that, that could happen. Um, it's not specifically the UK alone, though, is it? I mean, I mentioned the united states but many other countries are suffering from exactly the same problems then absolutely yeah i mean it's it's a global problem and you know people are looking at the bank of england and saying why aren't you raising interest rates but i mean to be honest with you the fact is it, it if they raise interest rates it's not going to make a blind bit of difference to the the factors that are actually causing inflation um which which are um you know a, a lot of global demand um and, and supply crunches at the same time um, and the things that are going up kind of, you know, uh, energy, uh, energy costs, which the Bank of England has no control over. Um, and, and also there's kind of a very, you know, things like, you know, shipping has, 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 has gone up a huge amount as well, the cost of shipping stuff. So you can raise UK interest rates and arguably they, they should do at some point and probably will do, I suspect, mm. in February. But it's not really going to deal with the causes of inflation, which hopefully will fall away as things you know the kind of supply crunch drifts away and, and i and i i do think that it's important also to remember the, the very important thing about inflation 
right? We've had these very big um, rises in, in particularly energy prices, for instance. Now, in order for those to, to kind of stoke inflation from here on, not only do they need to stay where they are, to stay elevated, they need to keep rising um, because that's the nature of inflation. It's an annual figure. And actually, if we get to this time next year and, and sort of energy prices have fallen back a bit, actually it's possible that they could mm. be starting to have a deflationary impact at that point because the prices will be lower than now. So all of that, as I say, suggests that probably we are, we are looking at sort of elevated inflation for a while, then it dropping back. But there's a risk, obviously, that um, things could get out of control. Mm. Let's just pause for breath for a moment. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. I'm in conversation with Leith Calaf, Head of Investment Analysis at AJ Bell. Um, as far as the markets are concerned, though, when the market usually there are links between or should be links between inflation and investments. So are we going to see any moves in the market because of that? I mean, government stocks in particular, I guess. And of course, the fact that so much, so many government stocks these days are actually linked to the cost of living anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, the inflation, inflation linked bonds, um, they're kind of coupons and prices are linked to inflation. So that happens automatically. Um, I guess probably what you'd look at in, in the government bond space is what's happening to um, uh, to kind of yields on on kind of uh, conventional conventional bonds which aren't linked to RPI because in theory if inflation is coming down the road those should the yields on those should be spiking um, yields and prices move in mm. the opposite direction to each other so that means mm. the prices should be should be falling because um, a fixed income stream inflation is not good for a fixed income stream um uh, it just erodes it so if we're looking at what the bond market's doing it's not suggesting that inflation is a problem um because yields both here and the us is still pretty low so um i suppose in some ways that um is is some reassurance but it's also worth pointing out that these that these markets are incredibly highly manipulated at the moment because the central banks are buying lots and lots of bonds through their qe programs so mm-hmm. There's a very big question mark about whether actually you can take any any you know, real signals from the bond market about what expectations are um, for inflation or indeed the economy, because they're just it's just being driven by very technical buying by central banks. Yeah. Well, let's move then to a, a case of a particular company, um, Royal Dutch Shell, as as was Shell as everybody knows it, and um, which had mm. this very odd sort of dual share structure, which is to side decided finally to put an end to so what's happened yeah so um yes yeah, so, so um royal dutch shell known as shell and um as part of this move will now officially become shell which is which is good good simplifying things uh yeah so they had a dual a dual share class both a and b shares one listed in london one listed in netherlands with slightly you know different tax implications for them um, so they've decided to to simplify the business. It's all going to become um, one uh, one stock, uh, which will be listed in London um, rather than the Netherlands. Um, and there, there are various factors that have kind of um, gone gone into that decision. Um, but it, it basically means that it will it, things will be simplified for Shell 
it will it will be able to do kind of corporate buybacks, corporate mergers more easily if it wants to in future because it has a single share class structure. Um, and I think probably the, the 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 kind of canary in the coal mine for this was probably Unilever, which tried to um, uh, well, which, which a few years ago, I think it was twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen, tried to unify it. Um, its share class structure, because similarly it straddled the UK and Netherlands mm. um, and chose the Netherlands. Um, and there was a huge outcry in this country uh, because uh, we were we were clearly in a very toxic sort of post-Brexit yes. um, uh, melee. Um, and, and Unilever actually backtracked and it said, OK, well, we're not going to unify. Sorry, everybody, for, for, for raising your hackles. And then actually last, last year, just put forward plans to, to unify, but this time in London. And um, the Dutch didn't kick up a stink, so um, it turned out OK. Um, the Dutch are kicking up a bit of a stink about Shell um, because they're obviously kind of worried about the tech, tax revenues. Um, but it looks like they're not really going to be able to, to kind of um, you know, convince the company that they... Um, um, that they shouldn't stay. So, so we can we can expect to move to London and remain in the FTSE 100, which is probably what's relevant to UK investors. Um, and just briefly, we've got very long left, but I think you want to talk about what's being called Britcoin. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, tell, tell us, Britcoin. Tell us about yes, it. yes. It's it's yeah. It's um, well, it's 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 this idea of a central bank digital currency, and the Bank of England is looking at launching one. Um, and it's 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 said that it's going to consult on this next year. Now it's still a very long way away, so we're really at the beginning of this, and it's it's, it's probably going to take at least a decade um, before before you know we start to see see this thing being implemented. But it's quite an interesting idea, and one which could have quite large rec- uh, ramifications for the economy and particularly the banking sector, because the idea would be that, that there's this kind of central bank digital currency, which has been dubbed Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, which you and I and anyone can hold with the central bank. So if we can hold our money with the central bank, why do we have to go to Lloyd's or NatWest or mm. HBOS? Because we've got a little bit of risk with that those, those, those banks might default, whether the central bank's not going to. So it's a very interesting development, one I think to keep an eye on, because it is going to go on for, for quite some time, because they're going to they're keep looking at it. Um, and, and like I say, it's, it's one of those which could kind of open a little bit of a Pandora's box, particularly for the banking sector. And I'm sure the Bank of England will be very cautious about how they go about that. But um, it's, it's just one of those things that's starting to kind of sort of emerge that I think is, is worth starting to keep an eye on. Um, and, and I expect there'll be kind of a fair amount of news flow about it next year as well. Because the peers... Um, looked into this recently, didn't they? The House, House of Lords. Um, uh, Mervyn King was asking the Treasury um, Mandarin Charles Roxburgh um, about how it might affect the financial system as a whole. I mean, there was some discussion about whether if we'd entered the financial crisis and we'd had a central bank digital currency, you know, would the bank there be a run on the banks because people would Massively. would flee yeah. into you know the central bank digital currencies being safer. Exactly. Yeah, ex- exactly right. And that's 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 probably that for me seems to be like the, the big question that they need to make sure that when if they go ahead with it and if the, the, when they're designing it, they need to make sure that doesn't happen. Because, you know, the the, 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 the Britcoin is the way of thinking about it is a bit it's a bit like a digital banknote. Right. But banknotes, like if you take your money out of the bank, storing it under the mattress is neither convenient nor mm. safe, uh, whereas holding it with the central bank is 
um, both yes. of those things. So, so you wouldn't have to, you know, go and queue outside Northern Rock. You could just yeah. say, well, I'm a little bit worried about Northern Rock. I'm going to move my money out of it. And it that, is, of course, precipitates the problem, doesn't it? It is actually a technological, technologically, it, it's, it's similar to the idea that you used to be able to change your money for gold at the bank. It is absolutely I mean, right. it, you yeah. know, it's just a, a modern just, upgrade. And presumably a they're interested. They're interested because uh, Bitcoin itself and the other digital currencies have just been so successful. Presumably they're worried about losing control of where people's money resides. I think that is the case, yeah, because the the, the risk would be that's, that there is a kind of private sector um, alternative that gets launched. And it, and it wouldn't be it would, wouldn't necessarily be Bitcoin, but something like that, which yeah. is linked to the pound and actually usurps the Bank of England's power and its yes. its ability to control things. So, yes, I think that is very much probably on their mind that uh, they need to stave off that that uh, that potential by doing it themselves. So, you know, it's early days, but let's let's keep an eye on it. Yes, it says you say maybe a decade yet. So, but yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. Absolutely. Thank you very much indeed. I've been in conversation with Leith Kalaf, Head of Investment Analysis of AJ Bell. We'll have more for, about the financial outlook for personal investors at the same time next week. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. Mm-hmm.